So hi everybody, and this is Rona and it's Nikki. Hi all. And we are talking today about the fascinating topic of fearlessness. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Even that very word brings a little bit of frisson into the space. Yeah, it gives me slight butterflies yes. in my stomach when I think about this topic. Yeah. Because for me it's so much about... Stepping out of your comfort zone. That's right. Doing something that might not feel like you're in control. Yeah. Altogether. Mm. Altogether safe. Because comfort zones are lovely, aren't they? They keep us nice and safe. They're cosy. They're where we like to hang out in. But if we always hang out in our comfort zone, what's, what's the risk then around that, Nikki? Mm. Well, the risk is that our speaking stays a little bit you know, lacking in passion and energy mm. because we're not really connecting to the parts of ourselves that are, you know, expanded. Yeah. So we don't get to play a bigger game. Yeah, yeah. So it's, so if we could just, let's just take this right down into some, a really sort of simple metaphor. So everybody, I'm in Nikki's beautiful flat and spread out before us is an amazing vista. There's a beautiful park, there's a beautiful lake. And I'm making up that there are people who go to that park every day. They go for a walk every day and they may follow the same path that they're used to, the well-worn path, the well-trodden path. Mm. And that's great. They love it, they enjoy it, it's part of their daily routine. And sometimes they might even think to themselves, ooh, I wonder what's down that other path. <laughs> but they may not take it because they're used to going the way they go. And then one day they have a really big, brave moment. They think, do you know what? I am going to go and have a look and see what's down that path. And to their great surprise, they come across an incredibly beautiful, magical Japanese garden <laughs> that they didn't even know existed. And when they step into that Japanese garden, it brings out something in them that is different, a different part of themselves, that maybe is a little oriental, <laughs> that appeals to their sense of um, sensibility around the way you should place plants. You know, it's, this is new, it's different, and it's a little bit unsafe mm. from the usual walk. Mm. And by doing that, they've stretched themselves. And so I think that's where we're looking here, it's to open up your um, mind, spirit, soul, heart, the possibility that you can extend your range, that you can take a, take a walk outside your normal path. Mm -hmm. And it's that learning zone, because, you know, inspiring speaking is also stretching your audience, because when you do that, when you step into an aspect of yourself that maybe isn't something that feels easy, uh, we're also empowering our audiences mm. to do the same. So mm. for me, fearlessness very much links with empathy. Mm -hmm. You know, we're doing this in service of our audience. We're not doing it for the sake of it. We're doing it because inspiring speaking is allowing our audience to step into new realms of possibility um, so that they walk out of that speech mm. a little bit different, yeah, a little absolutely. bit changed somehow. Absolutely. We're calling, we're really trusting our audience because sometimes when we 
um, you know, when we do start to examine the fearless part of ourselves, we, we, we stop ourselves again with the thought that, oh no, I don't know whether the audience will really like this if I go there, if I speak this truth, if I show this emotion or, or I show a different part of myself. Maybe they won't like me, maybe they'll be shocked by me, maybe they'll be affronted by me. And then we sort of, we censor ourselves. But I think when we step into that fearless place, what we're saying to the audience is that I trust you. I trust you to be able to match me in that place. And it's an incredible vote of confidence, not just in your own audacity, but in the audacity of the audience. And what I'm really saying is we don't need to underestimate what the audience is capable of being with. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good example. Mm. Rona, any of the other um, aspects of the model that you think this fits in with? I mean, empathy we've talked about. Mm. What, what else do you think this links in with? Well, I think that this is... I mean, it, again, everything is closely aligned. And if you find one neighbour, near neighbour, you find another near neighbour. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think that fearlessness has to be closely twinned with authenticity. Mm. Mm. And authenticity, you know, we examine it in depth in the, on the on the first day and the first month, and it is kind of it can sometimes feel ever so elusive. I know for myself, there's a bit of yeah, but who am I really? And I know for me, my journey was very mm. much around this um, part around yeah, I'm this person, but mm. I think there's something else mm. inside mm. me that I know about that I'm a bit frightened yeah, absolutely. to show to everybody else what if what if I drop the high voltage energy energizing entertaining act what might you know what might the audience see and if they saw it if they saw my quiet shyness and my emotion would that be okay? Would I be enough? Yeah, and it feels very scary to do that because I think mm. we live in that same sort of energy, Rona. I mean, yeah. my natural persona as a speaker and as a trainer is to be really upbeat and really enthusiastic. And that's my safety zone. Mm. That's where I feel I do good work here. I uplift my audiences and that feels good for me. I like making people smile and feel enthusiastic. And so... On the course fearlessness, we very much talked about finding these shadow parts of you that you perhaps don't want to go to mm -hmm. because it does feel exposing. Yeah, I know my absolutely. shadow side was looking at the areas of vulnerability or sharing stories or being honest about um, things that made me feel a bit ashamed. Mm. Um, so when I did the program, uh, halfway through the program, I was I'm in a band called uh, I was in, in an a cappella band called The Few at the time, and we went to Britain's Got Talent, and uh, absolutely bombed. We were hated by mm -hmm. the or, by the judges, and we came home, and I was mortified because I thought because my my other job as well as doing the Inspiring Speakers program and the work for Sarah is to coach creative professionals. And I was thinking, my career's over. Oh my god, I'm going to get um, laughed at by by people because they, you know, I've been on Britain's Got Talent, what can I teach uh, creative people about making it in the industry? And I was very ashamed. And my fearlessness was telling the story of that. So I decided to do, as an experiment, um, a blog 
where I told the story of failing and what I learned from that. Um, and it was it was terrifying because mm. uh, I had to be really vulnerable. And up until then, I'd always done blogs that were very jokey and very creative and fresh and original and funny. And, you know, that's the part of myself that I like to show. But to show that vulnerable side was really, really uncomfortable. Mm. But it was a great lesson for me because it was probably the moment where I got more engagement with my audience wow. and people were very moved by it and they passed it on to others so it just it felt like mm. I reached my audience on a much deeper level than I'd been used to so that was a real breakthrough yeah. for me how about you Rona what was your shadow um well I think it, it's funny isn't it because there are all layers of there are layers of shadows mm. so um I don't think interestingly my shadow is exactly vulnerability because vulnerability is a place that I know really well mm -hmm. and that I own but it's probably a place that I'm a bit worried about show revealing mm. so shadow work isn't the bit that you know about yourself it's the bit of your it's the it's the thing that we use a word trigger trigger you it, it might be something you react against so for me um I think my shadow. I remember thinking, "Oh, I don't want. I don't want um, to be aggressive. I, I really hate aggressive. I hate aggressiveness. I hate bullies. I hate people who are not un who are unkind to other people." And you know that shows up a lot for me. I'm very keen to face down aggression and bullying. Mm. It's one of my things. Mm -hmm. But there's something for me to learn there about assertiveness. And I struggle with being assertive around um, the things I really believe in. And I struggle with being assertive with people who I see as more forceful for me. And so if I translate that into speaking terms, it's really being bold enough to speak up for what I believe in and not to shy away from that. So there's a sort of a leadership here for me yeah. which I slightly shy away from yeah. but just to kind of go to so not to kind of lose the point around um, something we were discussing earlier around how much can you tell people because a lot of people worry here especially in the vulnerability place around oh god I don't want to collapse I don't want to cry mm -hmm. I don't want to kind of uh, you know, just sort of slightly collapse under the weight of my emotion in front of an audience. Mm. So um, that's an important point because we're not really saying to you, right, what you need to do is go out there and show everybody what you got. Mm. You know, mm. it's a get tell. Get weepy. Get, yeah, it's you a, know, we want you to really go to the deepest, darkest emotions. Yeah, tell all your secrets. <laughs> it's really important that you're honest and brave and you sh you tell everyone everything. No, it's not about that. Fearlessness comes from a place of strength. And we talk in the programme, um, you know, on your fearlessness day around finding your, comf your comfort zone and your place where you feel home, where you feel home is your strength place. So, you know, for me, it's the sky. For you, what, what's your home place, Nikki? Do you remember? I think my home place is... Um you know, dance, playfulness, mm. you know, the enthusiasm yeah. is home for me. Yeah, As I said before, that feels very comfortable. Mm. And so I guess that um, when we're stepping into fearlessness, we need to have 
that sense of um, dependence on yourself, on, on your own strength, your own home place, in order to be able to stand fearlessly next to the content of what you're talking about. So, so what do I really mean by that? So let's imagine you've been through a really traumatic, a really traumatic experience, and that could be, you know, that, that differs for every person, but I'm sure you can access something for yourself. And um, I were to ask you the very next day to go on stage and talk about your traumatic experience, where you felt very unsafe, you hadn't managed to really process it, you hadn't done enough work on that traumatic experience to make sense of it for yourself. So if you were to do that, you really wouldn't be able to hold that information fearlessly and bravely for your audience, because you're still being run by it. So we're not really asking you to do that. We want you to be honest and brave, but there's a place there for processing your experiences before you just blurt it out to an audience. Does that make sense to you, Nikki? Yeah, and it's also asking yourself the question, is sharing this experience in service of my message and in service of the audience? Mm. Because I think that is a way of processing, actually, mm -hmm. Rona. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I told my story the very next morning. Mm -hmm. And I was actually quite emotional mm -hmm. still yeah. <laughs> in the message. Sure. Absolutely. But actually, I, you know, I practiced doing, uh, telling the story a couple of times where I, I was trying to be strong in my message and in telling it in a, in a way of, you, you know, you, can, you need to fail in life and it's all good. And then I just thought, but I'm not even convinced myself. Mm. And so I just connected in with, mm. why am I telling this? Mm. I'm telling this because it's what we all go through. And I felt that heart-to-heart -heart empathy for mm. my audience. And then I told it for their, for, for, the, for them rather than for me. Mm. And it came out in a, in a really powerful way, yeah, actually. Right. I was very connected to my emotions. Mm. So I think I, I've watched it back and I, I think I can still see that I'm, I'm affected by it emotionally, but I've I've distanced myself enough from being in the anger of it that I was in the heart of mm. it. So it came out in a way that was very empathic. Mm. And authentic. And authentic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a whole complex combination of factors that are going on, particularly in the fearlessness part. So um, there's a there's a stepping back from it mm. and there's a being in it. Mm. Because what we don't want is um, people mimicking being fearless mm, mm. it is actually being fearless mm. and and that's a you know we don't want you to be doing a number mm. so like Nikki she really had to do some good work before she was able to really access the authenticity of it mm. so there was quite a bit of self searching mm. before you were able to bring that authentic connect with the authentic feeling mm. Mm, but I think it was connecting with the feeling of it mm. that made it very powerful. Yeah. Because yeah. I, as I was telling the story, I, I remember one moment I said, it does hurt. You know, and I was like, it I was feeling hurt. the hurt when yeah. I said it. Yeah. And it was yeah. that powerful connection yeah. that uh, I think made it a very intense story. It mm. made people very, very connected. Mm. And if I relived the story, I'm not sure if I, I can, you know, tell it in exactly the same way. Yeah. But um, I, think, I think it is... We, we want you to be emotionally connecting with your stories and, and talking to the audience from there because that's 
that's what we often avoid doing in speaking because we want to feel in control. And actually it's the connection to the emotions that creates um, intense empathy. Mm. So um, we've been, it's interesting when we start to think about now who is it we've seen on stage either you know through TED Talks or in other mediums or indeed mm. in the programme who we really feel is fearless. Mm. And it would be useful to think about who isn't fearless growing up. Yeah. And just contrast with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I think we came up with a very good example of who we both felt was was not entirely fearless, yeah. but had the great potential to be. Exactly. And this was Rick Elias. Yeah. And he was talking about his experience of being in a plane that looked as if it was about to go down. Mm. And it was, a, it, it was a really powerful story. So he describes being in there and, you know, he was in number, seat number 63 and he heard the noises of the engine going and, you know, he describes the journey and then he describes that all he could think about was his family and his daughter in her school play and how perhaps he hadn't been the dad that he wanted to do. So it was a very powerful yeah, story. Yeah. But it was just a bit flat. It was, a, it, it was beautifully structured. Mm -hmm. You know, he had a really... Um, I mean, we, we discussed the message, but for me, the message was clear, you know, mm -hmm. when all chips are down, what, what really counts to you? And he had some, some important sort of learnings that he wanted the audience to take away. And it was all working on a certain level, but it all felt a bit staged mm -hmm. to me. It felt over-rehearsed, yeah. and there was no connection with his feelings yeah or with his experience it was yeah. a, it, and yet for me he was authentic he was being himself he mm -hmm. seemed like an ordinary working guy you know he could be have been anybody who you might meet in a bar and who just tells you this extraordinary story so you know we wouldn't want to be yeah. telling him to be a certain different way from normal mm -hmm. but we would certainly want him to kind of drop the act yeah yeah and connect with what, you know, what really, 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 what it was like to think, God, I'm not going to see my family again. Yeah, so it's a difference between talking about the experience mm. and reliving expi the experience yeah. as you're telling it. Absolutely. That's what we mean by yeah. fearlessness, yeah. fearless yeah. authenticity. Yeah, I think, um, you know, in the programme, the person who I've seen again and again comes out with fearlessness is Yang Mei. Mm -hmm. Because she... She's fearless in what she's talking about. She, she, she travels through some incredibly shocking material. She's fearless in talking about her own experiences. And she's fearless in the way she uses props. So there was um, there's a, I mean, she's talk, she, she talks about this terrible um, process of foot binding. Mm. What actually happens to a mm. little girl when she gets her foot bound. Mm. And it's truly, truly shocking. And she doesn't shirk away from that in that she doesn't sanitise any of it. And that, to me, was... When I heard her give her talk for the first time, I felt ill. Mm. What does she do to evoke that reaction? Because I haven't seen that talk. Mm. So I don't want to spoil it for anyone. <laughs> but what she does do is she... Um, she slams a chair mm. on the floor mm. and you are right if you can imagine she builds up to imagining a little girl a little girl with her mummy mm. and what her mummy is about to do to her this perfect little girl i mean it's just 
it's visceral. Mm. So I felt sick and shocked when she did that the first time. And even though I knew what was coming, I felt sick and shocked the second time. Mm. Mm. So this is fearlessness. And, you know, she's still working on that talk. She's, she's still bringing that. And she's still reaching new layers of fearlessness around what she's prepared to do mm. in mm. service of her message. Mm. Great example. Another example for me is Jill Bolte-Taylor. Yeah, um, absolutely. She tells that story of where she had a brain mm. hemorrhage. And for me, what which <clears throat> makes it so fearless is that this is an academic. Mm. This is somebody who a is a scientist and probably, you know, prides herself in her academic understanding. Mm. And she tells this story of where she lost the mm. capacity to use her brain and how vulnerable that experience was. So she absolutely relives that journey. Yeah. And you can see her, she's almost shaking yeah, on stage when it. she tells it. And you know, and then, you know, her closing message is also, it's quite hippy dippy. Mm. You know, it's a little bit out there. It's a bit mm. woo woo. Mm. Um, she talks about spirituality and love and all these concepts that are very, very different to the world that she is known to be part of. Mm. That, for me, is an example of real bravery when you step out of the norm mm. and do something that's unexpected and, and probably a little bit embarrassing mm. in their terms, but mm. she, she owned it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And there was another, um, at the last uh, gala finale that we went to, there's another notable example, was Elliot. Mm -hmm who, um, now on the face of it, he came out with uh, an incredibly powerful, authentic and beautiful story, which captured the audience's imagination. It was very really simple and beautiful, and it was very emotional, as I say. And um, it was against type, because Elliot is an incredibly, he's an intellectual. Mm. He's very, very clever, and he can, and he does, you know, he... I think he does this for a living, so he gives a lot he's a, of talk. He's a business journalist, yeah. and he prides himself on his academic understanding of the business world. And he's, mm, he's just clever. incredibly clever, and, and all the way through the programme, he would come up and do these very, very clever talks. Very erudite. And, you know, and we would always say, yeah, it was fascinating, but mm. you know, we well, want to see a bit of you. Yeah, we, we want to see the real person. Yeah, because we knew it was in there somewhere. We <laughs> <laughs> just dying to come out. And what was fearless about him was that he right at the last minute really decided no I'm going to tell a story that is true for me I'm going to sort of open up to you the audience because there's something I want to tell you from my life my life's experience my lived experience mm -hmm. and he won he won the was it the people's choice the people's choice yeah, yeah. yeah it was a story about his sister and, and a, a painful yeah, experience absolutely Incredible. So, um, I think what I'm saying there is that in the program you get to be fearless. So you fear. It's like you fearlessly experience the program, and you exemplify your fearlessness in your talk. So there, there's sort of two levels of fearlessness that's going on. Is that right? Mm, absolutely. So, um, just and, and everybody's fearlessness will be slightly different. Yeah. So, so for some, it will be like Rona standing up for what you really believe in, because perhaps you're a bit of a people pleaser and you don't want to offend anyone, mm -hmm. and it's standing up for a cause in a strong way. And for some of you, it'll, it'll be going to a more emotional place. Mm. So it depends on, on what, what the shadow aspect is, what's the place that feels like something that you don't want to do. We're really asking you 
to touch on the areas that you don't normally go to because that will just add so much more depth and range um, to your impact. Mm. Um, and, and it might be talking about what nobody else wants to talk about. There's a good TED example I just want to quickly mention mm. by Brian Goldman, a TED talk. He did a TED talk called Doctors Make Mistakes. Can we talk about it, please? <laughs> and in that talk, mm. he admits himself as a doctor that he had killed patients because of mistakes that he'd made and we need to talk about it so that that's a sort of really embarrassing thing to admit yeah, so that's not just embarrassing but potentially risky yeah really risky really risky you know and as a professional doctor you probably can you know, really say that yeah like most people in this industry probably mm, do not up. talk about these things because yeah, it's a taboo so fearlessness, it's, it's, it's really about going into the taboos, either in your, the topics in, in your area or in your own self, the mm. taboos that you don't want to face. Mm. And again, always in service of your audience. So it's not to lose sight. This is, you know, we, we've mentioned the fact that this is a personal journey for you, but at the end of the day, it's always you're being fearless in service of, um, and that will really make your, your talk impactful and powerful so how you know we could leave the um the listeners with one kind of one thought that to you is really important in stepping into this fearless place what what, what's the key for you Nikki um I think the for, for me it was what am I afraid of showing in myself for me it was I'm afraid of looking stupid or being weak. That was that was my thing, mm. you know. And it or, and it's just asking yourself what what are the aspects of yourself that you you sort of shut down and don't don't want to show about yourself because that's probably where your biggest impact will be. Mm. So mine was definitely about um, vulnerability. You know, I, I did not want to go there, but that has made me such a, 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 a more impactful speaker. Mm. That, that would be my place. What yeah. about you, Rona? this is a physical it's a physical thing for me it's it's something about moving and I don't think it was it was um coincidental that I kind of visualize this as a bit of a walk a walk and stepping off your normal path and being brave enough to explore the unknown and I do actually see myself when I feel like I'm stepping up to something I almost you know I visualize the movement of that and the, the graphic with the comfort zone and stepping stepping into the zone of possibility so it, it's it's an internal shift and it's actually a physical shift it's you literally sh stepping up to something new and brave and a bit out there outside mm. what you would norm the normal routine the place mm. you normally inhabit mm -hmm. yeah. mm. So I hope that that's kind of um, woken you up to your zone mm. of possibility. And, and mm. So fearlessness can be a tender place. It doesn't yeah. have to be big, bold, over the top. This can be soft, quiet, tender. Um, a whole yeah. range of possibilities yeah, in fearlessness. It's not just one thing. Absolutely. And I noticed that you and I, Nikki, have interestingly gone into quite a soft and tender place. It's moved us... We're moved, aren't we? We are. We're moved. Yeah. yeah. We hope you'll be moved too. Yeah. We'll so see you soon. Good luck. Yeah. Speak to you soon. Bye.